Deborah, thank you so much for coming. All of you, it's wonderful to share this space again. I think as much as possible, the Chavah can try to move in. Um, just take a chair with you. Try to move in. I'll tell you, the feeling that I have almost in a certain way is that maybe last time when we sat in this room, I was shown with hundreds of people. In a certain sense, even though I think what we, what we do, what we offer, what we're, what we're learning together is shy for everyone, I think. But in a way, it's like you go fishing, you know? You go fishing because you, you're trying to catch trying to catch the shamas that are sensitive enough and aware enough and awake enough to understand that they're, they're looking for something. They're searching for something. By virtue of uniqueness of it, at the end of the end of the end of the day, it's always just like a small, intimate group. Because there's something special about this kind of learning, there's something special about this kind of experience, there's something special about being able to open up enough and feel comfortable enough to open up entirely, entirely before I show. And it's a little bit what we're trying to do here tonight. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate from the depth of my Nisham that each and every one of you came. Everybody's very busy, particularly the woman, it's Thursday night, preparing for Shabbos. It's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Before we sing the Funagunim, and I'll teach the Funagunim, and we'll learn, we'll sing a little bit more. I want to share with you that all of us know in this week's parsha, standing right before Matan Torah, Vayichan Shon Yisrael Neged Bahar. All of Am Yisrael stand at the foot of the mountain, and of course Chazal say, Vayichan Shon Yisrael Neged Bahar. Vayichan is singular. All of us know what Chazal say, Ki Ish Echad Belev Echad. Am Yisrael stood like one person. We can take the effects off the mic just for now. Thank you. So listen to the way that Ramashe Kabrina read this passage. He said, Chazal tell us that the Satan, which means all challenges, all obstacles, all suffering, all difficulties, the Satan, the Yitzhar, the Malachamabas, all the same fellow, is comparable to a hammer, it's comparable to a mountain. In this world, we see him as a mountain and then we see him as a hare. It's connected to a mountain. And our Moshe Kabriner read this Pasuk, Vayichan Shami Yisrael. 
that if all of Am Yisrael could get together, Ki'ish Echad, Ba'ib Echad, as one, Mamish as one, open as one, like for real, he says this and this alone is negative heart. Is the weapon, is the tool that we have, negative heart against this thing called the heart, the Yitzhak. It's getting together, out of isolation, out of feeling alone, opening up to learn, to make an effort to express our rutsons, the most important thing in the world. And so just this, like even if no words are said and no songs are sung, just, just the fact that you didn't got together here for something holy is already something unbelievable. It's negative heart. It's unbelievable. What a privilege. What a privilege. So thank you for joining. I want to thank you for Geffen, my OC here, for really putting so much effort into making all this happen, this whole Shabbos. I want to thank Rabbi Shiv from Naftali Shiv of Jewish Futures, which is the umbrella organization that Eilach is part of. And again, I want to thank all of you for being here. And all of our incredible musicians for joining. So let's sing together.
Yeah, no. 
nigga with you. Could be someone you know, and if you do know, for sure sing along strong. One nigga, but it's really two nigga. It's two nigga, but it's really one nigga, and I'll explain. If you've heard of Yosef Carduner, just out of curiosity, raise your hand. Yosef Carduner. Ah, oh, we have one. Yosef Carduner is a is a musician, but that's like the worst way of describing him. His mom is not a musician, even though he plays music and he composed songs that you've heard of. For example, Have you heard of that? That's Yosef. So he's not a musician. His mom is a tzaddik. It's a real, real tzaddik, and you'll hear that in his music because it comes from such a pure place, such a pure place. It's not music like entertainment. It's deep, deep music, deep. And so I'd like to share with you Tunagunam of his, and we'll sing them one into the other. And the first is with the words of the Tahir Libeinu, La'avdacha ve'emes, which we say in the davening of Shabbos, which we're going to be learning about now. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Tahir Libeinu, purify our hearts, La'avdacha ve'emes. Just want to serve you for real, for real. Want to have a relationship with you for real. What a gift, what a gift, what a gift of Shabbos we have, what a gift, what a gift, unbelievable. Kodeshvar who gifted us Shabbos, with love, with Ratzin, and we'll learn about that, and with great desire. That Am Yisrael can rest. Each and every one of us in this room is Mikali Shem Shabbai. With every breath that we take. That's the first nigan with those words, and you'll learn it, you'll pick it up, we'll sing it. But really just to listen, but to, but to sing it, to learn it. And then we'll move into his song that's called Mikimi. I'm sending one of the Hebra. YouTube link to this song just to listen to to learn it a little bit. And I happen to notice in the comments on this song Bikini, all in Hebrew, but somebody had written over there. He said, This Bikini has been with me for 20 years. He wrote in a comment. For 20 years, this nigga Bikini. How many songs can you think of that are with you much for 20 years? Like, you know, have a, have a relationship with this song. You'll hear why. But the relationship with Shabbos is that this is what Shabbos does. On Shabbos, no matter what we did during the week, no matter how confused we feel and conflicted and scatterbrained and dragged in a thousand directions, whatever we're going through, but Shabbos b'manucha. So let me share these even with you. And try if you can to learn them and sing them. But really, if we can shut our eyes and 
and just let it in, let it in. It's like a mikvah of Yisnegura. Let's sing them together.
gigantic mind. These tyros are deeper than anything. They're pages and pages and pages and pages. They took hours and hours to tell over. Rebbe Hashab was going. When he was older, he was a little bit ill. It's possible to turn the reverb down. Oh, sure. Thank you. And the Rebbetzin was very concerned with his health to make sure that he was eating properly. And she appointed one of the Hasidim that his job was, because of whatever issue that he had, he needed very much to drink, to eat. I don't know if you eat soup or drink soup, I don't know. Is it still called eating if you eat it with a spoon? I guess you drink it out of a spoon? I don't know. <laughs> so his job was to make sure that the Rebbe Hashem had his soup. Hot soup, hot soup, soup. This was his job. Day after day, he's bringing the Rebbe soup. One evening, he brings the Rebbe the customary soup, and he brings it in front of him. He's very particular to make sure that the Rebbe has the soup because it's very important for his health. It's a very important job he has. And so he's standing nearby and he notices that the Rebbe is sitting there with a spoon and he's just stirring, like just stirring it around. He's not eating it. Now the Chassid, again, knows that it's very important that the Rebbe eats the soup. So he's standing and he's waiting and he's watching. And this goes on for minutes and minutes. The soup's getting cold. It's very important that it's hot soup. See, he comes over and he says, like, a little bit, he says, Rebbe, if you're looking for the lakshin, it's on the bottom. The lakshin's on the bottom. And the Rebbe Rashab looked up and he smiled. And he said these words, he said, Gemara. He said, Nichantani, Nichantani, you consoled me. Because you understand that the Chassid thought he was talking about supermakshin. And the Rebbe Hashabah understood that he was talking about all of life, where the good stuff is. The good stuff is always at the, at the bottom, is in the depth, is in the depth, is in the omeg. That's where the lakshin is. The lakshin is at the bottom. And so it's very important if we're to get a town for Yiddishkeit, a taste of Shabbos, we need the lakshin. We need Mamash to go. Ba'omek, ba'omek, ba'omek. So we're going to learn now, Sashir, Siyata Deshmaya. And let's try to be fully in, and I think that together with Hashem's help we can learn something of value so that we can come into Shabbos a little bit more awake, a little bit more aware. Brought in the Svarim Akadoshin, the Zarakadosh brings it down, it's brought in the other Svarim. That Shabboshivis, at the very end of Shabbos, the third Suda, is referred to by a unique pair of terms. It's really one word, it's a term. And that term is Ravadaravan. Shabboshivis is called a Ravadaravan. Ever heard this term? I'm sure you're familiar with it. Ravadaravan, this is Shabbos, Shabboshivis. What does it mean? What's the translation? Rav de Ravin 
is the will of all wills, the desire of all desires. Rav the Raven. Why is it that Shalom Shavis is called Rav the Raven? What does that mean? What does that mean? This is the time of the will of wills. What is this? What does it mean? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, having created the world with intention, as is clear from the life that we experience, it's clear that the beginning of that creative process began where? With will, with desire. If there's some way to find a way to turn the reverb all the way down, I don't know whether you'd want, if anybody knows how to, how to work this. Thank you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu des- desired this world and that was the first step. And then there was thinking about the world. And then there was the act of going ahead and creating the world. But the first step is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. He had a will, he had a desire. What was the desire? What's this all for? <coughs> there are many reasons given, none of them are adequate, and none of them are emes. Even though they're emes on some level, but the emes lamito, why Hashem created the world, Let's be real. Nobody really knows. We can give reasons. Everybody gives a different reason. But the real, like the reason, we can't grasp. It's beyond us. In the deeper svarim, that place of Hashem's will is called keser. It's called a crown. And the very basic reason why it's called a crown is because the thought process that goes into taking what a person wants to do and then actively thinking about how to go ahead doing that takes place in the mind. And so the will which precedes the thought process must be beyond the mind. And this is why the stage before thinking about how to go ahead doing something is called the crown, which is above the thinking, right? It's first, comes first. In the deeper texts, that level of keser, of Hashem's will, is called ayin. It's called nothingness. And it's called ayin because we have zero understanding of it. It's completely beyond us. The ratzon that Hashem had to create a world, essentially, 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 we're allowed to sit in a mystery. It's okay. It's the sight of shtika, without getting into it now. Siyagul Chachma Shtika, right? The fence of wisdom is silence. What's a crown? A crown is the fence of wisdom, right? The wisdom is in the head, Chachma, and Bina, in the mind. What's the Siyag? Is the crown. That's the place of Shtika. And all the time you find silence in Chumash, Ayidon Aaron, in Chazal, Shtoik, Kachal, the Machshava, different places where you find silence. It's always a reference of connecting to this place, which is the unknowable. It's just, it's not a matter of reasons and answers. It's just, it's, not, it's beyond questions. It just is. Kacha. Kacha. Kacha's Rosh is Keser Kol The Baal says, Kacha. If a person says, well, why do you like vanilla ice cream, let's say? So he says, Kacha. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I can't explain it. Kacha is... So is that word kacha isn't just like an expression, it means something. He's saying keser kolaks arm. It comes from a place of ayna. Can't explain it. It comes from a place of such a deep will. It's not rational. It's beyond what I can explain. Kacha. 
All of this is true. But Chazal do tell us something about a Kodesh Baruch Hu's desire. They say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had a desire, strange thing. Again, we can't explain it, can't understand it, but this is what it is, Kacha. The infinite, the absolute, thank you so much, the, the absolute had a desire, whatever this means, to dwell in the lower realms, in the realms of physicality. This is Hashem's title. This is what He wants. It's Hashem's title. It's Avaloi. Here, here, here. To dwell here. Now, the beginning of the creation process is embodied in the Midah of Chesed. Because Oilam Chesed Yibanah. Right? Baruch Hu created the world, it emerges, it flows forth from Chesed. Chesed is the beginning of the process. Without getting into the depth of it now, it's not relevant for this exact point. The Tzadik can teach that the days of the week align with the different steps that a Kodesh Baruch Hu took in the process of creating the world. And so as you move from Sunday through the week, is this better? Not, is this, yeah, that's better? Okay, Baruch, thank you very much. I can't really hear it. So. Creation unfolds, right? And it's Pasha this way because creation was created in seven days. And so Sunday is the beginning of creation. And it unfolds Sunday to Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday to Friday. And that means the Shabbos is the end of creation, right? Shabbos is Shabbos Bamanucha, just the completed creation. This is a created world. Shabbos, everything is created, we rest. Now, Chazal tell us, and we sing this in L'chadoidi, a little bit of a different terminology that we use, Soif Maser B'machshava Techila. The very last action, the very end of a process, reflects the very earliest point of departure, the beginning. For example, if a person wants to build a house, What's the first thing that he does? He envisions the house. He draws up a blueprint. He thinks about it like he has a vision. In a certain sense, even though it's furthest in the sense of time, because it takes super long to get all the way to the point where the house is built, so it's the furthest point in a certain way, but in a certain sense, the very last nail that he knocks in that the house is built is in a way closer to the beginning than all the steps in between because the very end is only the actualization of what existed already on the level of machshava in the beginning. Soif ma'aseh b'machshava t'chila in the Lashon of Chazal Soif anarutz b'tchilasa The end is always bound up with the beginning in a very, very deep way. That means, in the Svarim Darshan is that the words le'enik kal Yisrael which are the words with which the Torah ends are closer to the words barashis bar Kim and all the words in between. And there are very deep connections between Le'enik Kol Yisrael and everything the Chazal say about that. Shira is very deep. And the word Bereshis, Bar Elikim, very close. It's one. 
So now we could understand that if Shabbos collectively is the, is the goal, is the end, that means that Shabbos manifests the Ratzon that a Kodesh Baruch Hu had, that it's Avalei La Kodesh Baruch Hu that a Kodesh Baruch Hu on whatever level, whatever this means, desire to, to be here. We're going to talk about that. What, what is that? To be here. And what role do we play in that? So the further you go into Shabbos, meaning the more that Shabbos carries on, and the more you move toward the end of this end, Shabbos, you're going further back in the beginning, right? Because Shabbos itself is the soif masa that reflects the machshavat chilo, which is exactly and precisely why we say that in the Chadoidi, because that's what Shabbos is. Me'ein odam haba, it's like a little bit of a taste of the world to come, the great Shabbos to come, liyam shikulei Shabbos. The further you go into Shabbos, it's reflecting the deeper, 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 deeper levels of Hashem's Ratzon. And that's exactly why the Sefarim teach us that Shalashudas, which is the last point of Shabbos, is not just called Rava, that's the whole Shabbos, is reflecting the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it's actually called Rava de Raven. Keser Kolaksar. Kacha. It's the place of Kacha. This is Shalashudas. <coughs> what does this mean? Dear Betachtoinim, what is this desire that Hashem has that we somehow fulfill? What is it? The answer, of course, is what Shabbos is, is to live a life of Emunah is to live a life where we are revealing the way in which Hashem dwells in this place. It's not a matter of us necessarily causing Hashem to dwell in this place. The earth is already filled with His glory. But the work is not done until those beings that are in possession of an illusory separate consciousness are awake to the fact that and Muna doesn't just mean I, I believe in some concept, you know, like I believe there's one God who created the world theoretically, makes sense, logical. And Muna means that we're able to develop a living awareness of this all the time. It's Sadik that Chabakuk boils the whole Yiddishkeit down to one principle. And it's not just one principle. The principle is a principle of oneness. He could have stopped there. Because that word achas is already encapsulative of what follows. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world of multiplicity and he put us in it. To have so many different experiences and fragmented different parts of our identity and different phases of life and stages and challenges and things that we go through. It's not easy. For what purpose? Al-Achaz. To be awake to the fact that within all of that separateness, it's just an experience of the Echad Yachad and Yuchad, which is the Tzadik Be'emunasai Yichya. It's to live in such a way. <laughs>
It's to find the unity of life. It's to find Hashem. That's what Amunah means, to live with it, to live with it. Tzadik and it means to be davok. It means more than like a card-carrying Orthodox Jew who has a moon. We say that you get more animals. Dvekus means that I'm, I'm davok. This is my identity. And anywhere that I look, Rebbe Hashem, I'm looking at you. And whatever I encounter, Rebbe Hashem, I'm encountering you. In such a way, this is called Chaim Kul Chaim. This is called life. Now, if we are to live in this way, it's important to develop the kind of awareness that allows us to stop constantly pursuing a future experience or a future reality. And what I mean by that is it's impossible. And I speak to you, but I'm speaking to me. We're speaking together. It's not a matter of like, I'm not holding on any of these madrigas. I'm, I'm just exploring them with you. It's, it's an avayda. It's our whole life's work, this. It's impossible for a person to be davok be'emes and at the same time feel that his or her circumstances in the given moment are bidiyavet. Those two things are incompatible. It's impossible for a person to be in a specific situation. It could be the worst matzah in the world and it don't just mean physically. I mean spiritually too. And to want to get out of it, we're going to speak about that there's a place for that too, we're going to get into. And at the same time, be living with dveikus. Because essentially what we're saying when we have this kind of mindset and perspective and approach to what we're going through is that Hashem is there, but Hashem is not here. And if only I can get over whatever I'm dealing with right now in this moment, then I'll encounter Hashem. We're learning this week's parsha, right? The Rabshitzer. The Rabshitzer had a very good sense of humor. The Rabshitzer was like the comedian of all the rabbis. Very famous jokes and sayings that the Rabshitzer said. So one time, the Rabshitzer sat with his chassid, it was Parshat Yisrael, and he said that the Gemara tells us that before we give a shir, the Amirayim, the Tanayim, would begin with a joke, with a bedicha, with a joke. So he says, all of us are aware of the Mamre Chazal that tell us that before Am Yisrael said, Nasev and what did HaKadosh Baruch do? He took the mountain and he held it over our heads. And he said, muta. If you'll receive the Torah, excellent. And if not, Shamtek Furaskam can be buried here. It's shocking. Like, it's a wild Mamre Chazal. The whole the mountain over the whole entire Am Yisrael. Like, that's it. Boom. Done. Wipe them out. Kloya. Shocking. Heavy. Very heavy. And so the Rav Shetzer told his Hasidim, he said, ostensibly, Matan Torah is like the biggest shear in the world that was ever given. From beginning of time to the end of time. 
See, he said, presumably, such a sheer needed the biggest joke that there was. So he says, this is Hashem's joke. <laughs> this is Bidichadaite. If you'll take the Torah, good. You'll not Hashem take for us. It's a joke. You're going to wipe out Am Yisrael? Am Yisrael are laughing. He says, this was Hashem's joke. Okay. But what we mean to say from this Mamre Chazal is Shom, to hate If we live a life constantly of Shom, I'm always trying to look to the next stage in life and to the next. And when I'm, when I'm married and, and when I have kids and then when I get this job and this matzah, when I get away, this health issue, not to say that people don't go through challenges. And it's, it's difficult. Nobody's, it can be debilitatingly difficult. But to live a life of always sham, 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 this is not, this is not the Atma Dvega Masham Lekechem Chayim Kulchemayim. This is a life of Kvurascha. The secret of Amuna means to say, right here, right now. Like Mamish, right here, right now. On the most mundane, regular, and non spectacular day, when I'm in the most regular, mundane, non spectacular mood. Moment to moment, this, now was worth it for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bring the whole world into existence and to bring only one person into it and to give that one person only this one moment and that's me and that's now. Because each of us need to say, And Chazal say that you don't have any other day other than today. If we're going to be able to hear the way that Hashem is communicating to us, here and now. That's it. And this is what Shabbos is. Shabbos is a day of being with what is now. Chazal tell us that when Shabbos comes in, a person needs to look at it as if ki'ilu kal melachtecha asuya, as if there's nothing left to do. Gabe Rottenberg says, right? There's nothing left to do. There's, there's nothing left to do. Meaning to say, in a very deep way, and the Maranayim does say this, even Baruchnius, with all of our striving, and that doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't be davening to get into better Matzavim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us in this world, because he wants us to call out to him, and he knows that there's a Lichat and all of us need things, we want things, we need things. We're here to try to upgrade our lives through Tfilah, through Ishtadlus, nobody's arguing that, that's called the six days of the week, that's fine. But within that, beyond that, the Nekuda Pnimis of that means to say that while there are waves on the surface of the ocean, there have to be times where we're able to go down, beyond, 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 into the depth where everything is still and silent, and I'm able to say, Rabbanashalalam, at the same time that I'm asking you to help me with my matzib, and I can't, and Shmakerleinu, and screaming out to Avinu Malkeinu, at the same time, that's true, there's also a place where I'm able to stop and say, I don't have yesterday and I don't have tomorrow and I have now and Rabbi Shalom, you are trying to communicate to me through this here now there's nothing left to work on there's nothing left to improve it just is and this is Shabbos this is Amuna. This is what it means. This is how we're mamlech Hashem. And we all think that we're just tiny little human beings walking around the world. And if we take a little bit of a plane and it starts taking off, and you look down and you can't even see individual people, you just see little cars. And you think to yourself, it's not unlike an anthill, right? That's what you think. 
We're so puny. It's tiny. It's a joke. Everything is on a relative scale. So what we consider to be super important at this place, each of us, I don't know, you know, from five feet tall to six feet tall, whatever, a little bit less, a little bit more, we think it's very important. Ants, the way that they see life, is the same thing. What is it worth, is what we think. We have no conception of how powerful we are. We have no conception of it. Again, I want to make it clear, on our worst day, on our most insignificant day, waiting in line at the supermarket, we think we're just there because we're waiting on line because we need to be somewhere else. You there, with the koyach of your perception, with the koyach of your eyes, with your koyach of being able to maintain a high level of consciousness, to be aware that a Kodesh Baruch was here. There's nothing greater in the world. This is fulfilling the purpose for which HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought the world into existence. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, L'chul chazu mef'alis Hashem, asher sam shamuis ba'aretz. Which on a literal level means that Dabba Melech is saying, L'chul chazu, go and see. Mef'alis Hashem, the wonders of Hashem, Asher sam shamois ba'aretz, which literally again translates, he has placed devastation on the earth. Like Chazal tell us, any time just now, it's an earthquake, different things happen in different places. It's for Am Yisrael, it's meant to wake us up. There's thunder, it's meant, to shake us awake. So go and see the devastation, terrible things that happen in the world. Kodesh Baruch is sending you a message. That's what it means on a simple level. But the Tzadik Rabbi Nachman of Breslov teaches in the Kutum Antinyana Tar Lamites. He says, Shamois is Rosh Hashanah's Tachlis Maisei Shamayim Va'aret. Which is terminology, of course, that we use to refer to Shabbos. Because Shabbos is the Soif Masa that reflects the Mashal Etchila, which is the Tachlis, which is the purpose for which Hashem created the world, which is Amuna, which is Bachabakak Vemidin Alachas. Shamois is tachlis ma'is which means the ultimate purpose of heaven and earth. And this is the way the Rebbe reads the Pasuk. Hashem. Come and see the wonders of Hashem. Asher som shamais, that he placed the tachlis ma'is the ultimate purpose of living, ba'aretz, in the lowest, most mundane experience of material physicality. Ba'aretz. Shamus. Tachlis maiseh shemayim ba'aretz. Where? Where did he put it? Where can we get at it? Where can we access it? Where can we feel plugged in, attuned? Not some, you know, Yom Kippur musical slichas, which we actually did here. Or like some very high moment or some trip to a cave of a tzaddik or a tzisrael. All these are wonderful things. I'm known to do some of these things sometimes. So many of us are. Ba'aretz, where you are now. With a mindset of Shabbos, here and now. By virtue of us being aware of it. And in this sense, there's no person that's better positioned to fulfill the ultimate purpose of heaven and earth than anyone else. 
Because in this sense, it's not dependent on any kind of circumstance. There is no one way of accessing this level of consciousness that if a person is and privileged to sit in the Gan Eden of being supported for a thousand years, sitting in Kailah forever and ever, so, okay, what can you do? You know, he's making it because he's sitting and learning the whole day. Or if somebody, let's say, is, uh, I don't know, is, uh, lucky to be a, a stay-at-home mom, if this is something that, you know, the, the woman aspire to, I don't know, or, or, or think that it would be a, a pleasant thing to have time to be able to dive in a proper shachars and a proper mincha, maybe listen to shir, but you can't because you have a million kids and, 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 uh, and, and we're running all over the place and we're cleaning up and we're making dinners, it's just impossible. So then my circumstances is maybe less. I mean, like, what can I do? It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. There's no one else in the world but you in this sense. And it means that however life is unfolding for you, however non-spiritual you feel your life circumstances might, might appear on the surface, that's not what it's about. Tachlis ba'aret. If you're at the office, it's ba'aret. Tachlis ba'aret. You can develop a consciousness of Torah. Like the Nefshachayim says, you have to be learning all the time. What does learning mean? Learning means... That a Kodesh Baruch was sending you messages. It means you're awake to Horah, which is what the Torah is. Not a matter of sitting in front, let's say, of a Gemara, Mishnah Brewer, a Kabbalah. It's not to pick up on the fact that every moment of life is a communication. That a Kodesh Baruch was not just speaking the world into existence in the beginning of creation, that there are six days of the week and there are ten but that like the Balatanya teaches us in Shaykh of Emunah, Parak Aleph and Beis, and like all that Sadiq can teach, Every moment of life is lived within the echo of Hashem speaking to you now. Levels the playing field. All of us have access. Find the echad yachad yuchad and all of it and all of it in the good times and the not such good times. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Avram Avinu, This is a very important point because it's the first thing that we really hear about you and me. It's like the earliest, earliest thing that's said in the Torah about us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes Avram Avinu outside. Chazal say, whatever this means, physically, metaphorically, Hashem lifted him like above the constellations. HaKadosh he says, look up at the sky, and count the stars. If you can count them, this is, this, this is what your children will be. Like the stars of the heavens. Now on a certain very basic level, it means that we're going to be numerous, 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 which we are, Baruch Hashem, like the stars in the night sky. That's what it means on a simple level. But if you think about this passing, it's a strange thing. It's like, maybe there's another joke of Hashem, I don't know. Like, it's a strange thing. Go outside and count the stars. You know, if you can, so can he or can't he? And if he can, so what are you bothering him for? Just tell him. Like, your children will be innumerable, like the stars. What's this exercise? Go out. He tells him, count the stars. 
What's this all about? So I ask you a question. Can you count all the stars? Let me frame it a little bit differently. Is there a definitive number of stars? You don't think there's a definitive number of stars? There are infinite stars? How could that be? What do you think? What does anybody else think? Do you think there's an infinite number of stars? What's the only thing that we know that's infinite? It's a right? So I'm sure there are a lot of them. Maybe even beyond our conception of numbers, could be. But on a theoretical, conceptual level, there are a number of stars. <laughs> there are, because the Olam is, is just the created world. And then we go, we go into the higher world, Yitzira, Bria. There, there is, like, it's a world of limitation. There are a lot of them, right? But theoretically, L'chair, you, you could count them. So now I ask you another question. Why can't you count them? If they are countable, meaning to say that there are a given number of them, so then why can't we count them? What's that? Why can't you count them? Who says that? Somebody? Because you can't. Because you can't see them. Right? Theoretically, if a person mapped out some kind of technology, which I'm sure we could develop today with some kind of glasses to look up at the sky and, you know, if we were able to see all the stars, it might take you a very long time with AI, you know, technology today, like this. I don't know, but you could probably count them. But we simply can't because we can't see them. Now, here's my final question of this particular point. Is the reason that you can't see them because they're not shining? But we don't see them shining, right? But that's not the reason that we don't see them. They're just too far away. They're just too far away. But they are shining and they are countable. But they're a chesher. HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes Avram Avinu into the later generations. You read this Hadiris, we don't really know what we're doing. We're wandering around. It's very, very challenging, particularly in the winter over here, I've discovered. It's really hard. It's, it's hard on your emotional health. It's, it's very hard. It's a dark place to be. It's a wonderful, but Manchester is a wonderful place to be, like I pointed out last time. But physically, it's dark. It's not easy. It's just not easy. Achutza. But Yoyim already tells Avram Avinu, Habet no Look about the sky. And count the stars. He says, Now, basically, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was subliminally telling Avram Avinu all this whole Megillah that we went through, all the questions, right? They are countable. You can't count them, not because they're not shining, because they're too far away. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Avram Avinu, In the end of time, somebody might look at certain Yidin and they look at their life circumstance and they say, give up, like you just, <laughs> this, this guy, this girl, it's, it's just not, it's not shining. Not shining. Can't shine. We just, we just don't see it. We don't see a connection. We don't see even the opportunity of connection when we assess that person's life, a lifestyle, or a circumstance. <coughs> And Kodesh Baruch tells Avram Avinu, I want you to know that it's not because they're not shining. It's because they're a little bit far away. 
And it's because you're a little bit far away from your concept of what it means to have the opportunity of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The realization that there's no one circumstance that's better than another. It's just life as it is. And that each and every one of us is no Indian of further, closer, life as life. And each of us have our journey and our traumas and our circumstances and our dreams for the future and our challenges. Each person is an Olamale. So we say every morning in Shacharis about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu counts the stars. He calls them all by name. Shemus again, Rashatevis, Tachlis, Maise, Shamayim, Ba'art. HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at every single yid and he says, There's no opinion of this further, closer. More able to connect, less able to connect. Life as life in the moment. On the level of Shabbos. That right now, I know it sounds shocking to you, and it's shocking to me too. It's a hard thing to wrap our mind around. Right now in this moment, this is it. This is it for this alone. Certainly for this alone, for sure. He sees the way that every person is shining. He sees the way that every person can shine. He sees the way that every single person was sent to this world, dafka to shine, dafka in the way that he or she needs to shine, in a way that's unique to their own circumstance and their own position. The Shabbos candles are lit Friday night the mothers of Am Yisrael were given this special privilege. It's the highest point of Shabbos in a certain way. On a simple level, Chazal say, because Mishum Shalom Bayez. On a most basic, basic level, Mishum Shalom Bayez. Which means, say Chazal, because if we didn't have light in the house today, it's not so shaykh because we have lights. But if we didn't have lights in the house, and it was dark, say Chazal, everybody would be bumping into each other. And when you're carrying around the Rebbe HaShav's you know, soup with election, and everybody's bumping into each other and tripping over things, doesn't lead to Shalom Bayes. It could lead to the opposite. So we light candles in the home that there should be light for Shalom Bayes, that we can see each other. That's what it means on a simple level. But based on everything that we're saying now, Siyat HaDashmaya, with the help of HaKadosh Baruch who has such a nachas from this, unbelievable. Yidin, like just sitting, being aware of him, unbelievable thing. Shabbos being this concept of each and every person in their place as they are. All of this. Shabbos enables us to have true shalom, not just with each other, but within ourselves. To finally be at peace. Shalom bias, you know, the person himself is called a bias. Ner Ishu Besa is a reference to his wife. You know, people are called bias. Each of us is a bias. The Lavi Mishkan Evan, each of us is a Besa Mikdash. Each of us is a bias. Shalom bias. To have shalom within ourselves. Because on Shabbos, we don't bump into each other. Which means to say that I recognize you have a place and I have a place. And there's no tishtush, there's no blurring of those lines. There's no chas place where I feel that I can mow you over because look at you and look at me. 
On Shabbos, everyone has a place. Shalom Bayez. Nobody walks into the Tchum of anybody else. Every single person is uniquely positioned to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu from within their own circumstances as they are right now. That's called Shalom Bayez. That's peace within ourselves and as we relate to each other. Koyi Yezarach. Koyi Yezarach. Tzadik HaKain writes one of the most famous teachings from Tzadik in Sikhs Tzadik. He says the same way that a person needs to believe in Hashem, Very famous, right? A person needs to believe in himself. But what does that mean to believe in yourself? What does that, what does that mean? Colloquially we use it like, you know, if a person wants to accomplish something, say, you know, believe in yourself, you could do it, you know. But Rabbi elaborates. And he says, what it means to believe in ourselves is to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has an Asik Imai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has an Asik with you, a connection with you. He wants something from you as you are. And this is not an Imai deserving or undeserving. It just is. If you're here, that's it. Like the Ma'arinayim says, You are connected to Hashem. Well, how do you know that? Because because you're living. Hashem is an Asik with you right now. There's an Avoida for you. Not tomorrow and not next Sukkot and not Yom Kippur. Right now. Right now, as you are. The all, whatever, whatever we're going through. This, here, now. Sometimes it's clear that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is, is here and wants that relationship. Sometimes it's more challenging. But about this, the Pasuk tells us in Shira Shir that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is mashkiach menachaloinus. A Kodesh Baruch Hu is watching us, looking out the window. And what's the next few words in the Pasuk? Meitzitz menacharakim. He's looking through the cracks. And the Menei Soskar explained this with the following mashal. He says that sometimes there's a, a Jewish mother who's in the home and her son is so sweet and delicious and he wants to go and play with some friends. So he asks his mommy, you know, can I go down to the yard? The garden, I think they call it here. Can I go down and, and play ball with the, with, the, with, the, with the neighbors? And the mother says, for sure, absolutely, go have a great time. And he goes downstairs and he's, you know, they're kicking a ball around, they're playing soccer, what some people call football, I don't know, it's really called soccer though. <laughs> and they're kicking a the ball around, and every few minutes, this boy Yanko looks up at the window of his apartment and he sees his mother is there, blowing him a kiss. And he's too embarrassed to blow a kiss back, but he sees that his mommy is, is there and she's watching him, she adores him. And she's watching, and every few minutes he looks up, mommy's in the window. However, there are other days where Yankala and all of our Yankalas, we understand, everybody should bring children into the world, and children could be challenging sometimes, right? Just learning that I have a four-year-old. Sometimes children can be, can be challenging. 
And sometimes there's a different kind of massive where Yankala still goes to play outside, but it's not because he asked his mommy so sweetly. It's because the mother says, I'm trying to prepare for Shabbos. I'm busy with a million things. I honestly, just, just go. Just, just go downstairs and play. So she needs a little bit of Yishavadas. She's upset. And he puts on his coat in a huff, and he storms out, and he slams the door, and he goes down, and, he, and he's playing. And if you can summon up the courage, he glances, he glances up at that window again. But this time the shade is down because his mother's really, she was upset, she was angry, she was frustrated. But says the B'nai Saskar, if he looks closely enough, he sees that a Jewish mother is peeking through the blinds. He sees that mommy is there too. Mommy is there then too. <coughs> Says the B'nai Sasa, there are times in our lives where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mashkiach Menachalayas. And you look up and it's clear to you HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there and he's, he's blowing you a kiss. He says it's very important for us to know He is a Oymirachar Kaslenu there's never a moment in your life where you look up at whatever proverbial window and the shade and the blinds are down or Kodesh Baruch Hu is not there too because he can't stop looking at you. He can't take his eyes off you. He adores you. And he gives you the challenges that he gives you because he needs for you to connect with him, dafka through them, not to escape them. Sham teheg furascham. That's going to be the end. Here and now. Well, this will come to the end. How do we come to this perspective? How do we develop this kind of emunah? It's a very different kind of emunah than the way that many even refer to emunah. It's a very different thing. He's a mammon. He's a mammon. Yeah. He's a mammon. What does it mean he's a mammon? Again, because he has a foggy idea that there's maybe a God somewhere. This is, this is very different. This is mamish. It's, 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 to use a, 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 a gosh, you say gamashal, I hope that it doesn't offend anybody. You can have a phone, right? Like some of these phones that you see over here that have different apps, right? Different apps on the phone. You don't have to admit to it. But there are different apps, right, on the phone. And on the application, if you're a kid's school, you can still write to us. No phones, you know. Um, but there are different apps. And so a lot of chevra, like, relate to this concept of emuna as, okay, here's my life. Here are a bunch of different apps. And it's like, it's good to have Orthodox Judaism as one of the apps on the phones. There are different areas of my life, and sometimes I click on this app, and sometimes I click on that app, and I'm, if, I, if I'm lucky enough to go to shul for Shachas Ben Chamar, so I'm clicking on that app three times. Sometimes, by the way, actually, right? If we have, like, a sitter app, so sometimes quite literally. But we have this part of our life that's called emuna. The way that the Baal Shem Tavakadosh wanted to give over Yiddishkeit, the way that the Svarim of Pneumius are asking us to engage in Yiddishkeit like our life depends on it because our life does depend on it because it's the oxygen that we need to breathe in this last generation before the coming of Mashiach. Yiddishkeit is not an app. Yiddishkeit is the operating system 
within which all of the other apps are downloaded, through which all of the other apps function. So sure, we have an app that's called making dinner, right? And sure, we have an app that's called nine to five. And sure, we have an app that's called taking the kid to the dentist. These are different apps. But the framework within which they operate is called Sadiq It's a whole different life. It's a whole different but at least we have to know what the goal is, know where we're going. Otherwise, Mamash will never get there. So how do we get there? How do we develop these kinds of perspectives? Looking back at that Pasuk, Lechu Chazu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Lechu Chazu, go and see. Mef'ala Hashem, Asher Asa Sham Lisbaris, that's not the words. Asher Sam, thank you. Asher Sam Sham Lisbaris, which we said is Tachlis Maise Shmai Baris. The Tzadik can teach that the whole secret to developing this kind of perspective is the word Lechu. With this, we're coming to the end. For this time, hopefully, there'll be many other times we get to learn together. Such a privilege, such a privilege, like unbelievable privilege for me. What a privilege. Thank you. They say the whole thing is the word lechu. Lechu means to go, go and see. But the tzaddikim teach that it all depends on how we walk. Listen to this, how we walk. Because the Gemara tells us in a number of places, the Gemara in Tainus and Shabbos, the Gemara tells us that if a person takes big steps... <coughs> Strange thing, Chazal say, one five hundredth of his eyesight is taken away. It's a strange Chazal. Psias Gassas, person takes very large steps, somehow this affects the eyesight. When does it come back? What's the tikkun? Chazal say that the eyesight that a person loses when they take big steps comes back the Kiddusha of Shimsha, which is why we're making Kiddush Friday night. We're Zecha to look into the Kais, very, very deep Indian, big Indian, the eyes on the Kais, to look into the Kais like what we're supposed to. A little bit, our eyesight comes back. I was thinking very deeply about this. What does this mean? What does it really mean? Because everybody could say the Chazal. Okay, we know what the Gemara says. Fine, but what's the Gemara saying, right? What's it really saying? If you will surely hear, right? There has to be two levels of hearing anytime we learn a Gemara. On the one level, you learn it because Shemaya, you see what it says. But then after you learn it, now it's time to stop, and now Tishma, now really hear what it says, right? Okay, what's it saying to me? I know what it means, but what is its meaning? <coughs> so maybe, Bedar Hashem, I want to suggest like this. If a person rushes through life, if a person is always taking big steps, sham, 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 always trying to get somewhere else, I'm going to end up missing things. I'm going to end up missing things. My eyesight 
which means on a very deep level, the way that I look at the world, the way that I appreciate or not appreciate my circumstances, that's gonna be affected if I'm always taking big steps, which means that I'm rushing all the time to get somewhere else and to do something else and to want something else because that's where Hashem is, right? Shalom. So Hever, when does it come back? What's the tikkun for this kind of living? It can only be Shabbos. Because based on everything that we're saying, Shabbos represents this nekuda of ki'ilu kol malach asuya. It's the exact opposite consciousness. It's the consciousness of what's called isness, right? It just is. Like the very being of the way that things are right now is a gilu yeloki. We call it nature. It's mamashay, it's galos alokos. Right now. And we're always trying to like find a way of connecting to Hashem. We're swimming in Him. Where you are right now. Hamakim sha'ata oimer the tzaddikim say, wherever that place is, where you are in life, and whatever line that you're queuing, you know, in the bank or something. So I learned something a couple of months I'm here. You're queuing, right? Wherever you are. My family could hardly understand me anymore. I speak to my siblings like, what? Queuing? Right? So wherever you are, but it's all a question of what? Of perception. On Shabbos, we sing, Poison boy, psia, katan. Shabbos is all about taking very small steps. Again, we have what to fix. Like getting to the whole thing now because we don't have time. We're going to sing a little bit more and let everybody go. There's an itzadas toivirah. It's true. There's good and bad. There's a bechina of, well, right now my matzah is and I would like it to be tight. That's true. That is true. It exists. It's there. It's important. And we have to be awake to that reality also. It's not just sitting and saying, oh, okay, whatever, I'm being a pushover. And whatever life throws my way, it's just, ah, okay, everything's fine. Agadosh Baruch who gives us tefillah, even though we believe that Kamada Abraham but that doesn't stop us from davening Rufa'enu. Right? There is a Eitzadas that That is true. But there's also an Eitzachai. And very deeply, Chazal say that if Adam and Chava would have eaten first from the Eitz HaChayim, it would have been mutter for them to eat from the Eitz HaDas It's the deepest thing there is. They got the order all wrong. Their primary focus was on good or not good. Sham, 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 they're running. Chazal say, if they would have first ate from the Eitz HaChayim, then they could healthily, and in a, pos- in a positive way, that doesn't lead to Pizar Nefesh, they could have then engaged with the realities of Toiv and Ra, but from a healthy place. From a healthy place, from a grounded place. Chassam Soifer says that if they would have waited until Shabbos, it would have become mother for them to eat. Which is l'chayr the same nekuda now that we understand it. Shabbos is the itzachayim. Toyamel chayim zoch. Poisin lipsia katano. Go slow, go slow on Shabbos. Go slow. Kol molach tchasuya. It's not working out, and our fights by the Shabbos table, and nobody's listening to your Torah. Let's say, 
right? And, 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 and it's, not, it's not, you know, how you would really want it. And, and you want to have kavana by Azamar B'Shvachin and everybody's, you know, nagging you that, you know, people are hungry already. Whatever the Nekuta is, I want to let you know, all of that is a lechatchila, shelechatchila, shelechatchila. The soundtrack of Jewish life is crying children. That's the soundtrack. Like, that's how Hashem wants it. I hate to, to even bring this in, but you should know that right after the war, Right after the war, I want, to, I want to let you know this. Tragic is beyond words. After the war, shuls were very, very quiet during Kriya They're very quiet. I'm even yelling, right? I have to say it with our mouths. What a blessing that we have children. Right? Running around shuls. Okay, Mishabura says that they're going to, you know, whatever, leave them at all. They're youth groups. What a, what, a, what a privilege. So you think not because if they would just sh- go downstairs like Yankel, if they would just leave and shush, so then Gaval, I'd be able to be on my madregas. And we don't realize that's mamish antithetical to Shabbos. That's, that's the hepich of what Shabbos is. To get frustrated because they're not letting me say the Dvar Torah that I absolutely need to say? Why do you absolutely need to say Dvar Torah? Like, let it go. Let it go. Who's this for? It's for you or it's, or it's for HaKadosh Baruch It's for me or it's for him. And if it's for him and this is the way that he wants it now, Shabbos means not rushing anywhere. That's the whole thing. Where we are now. So I want to end just by blessing you with this and, 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 and me. And primarily, again, I just want to make it clear, any time that I say anything, I'm really, really, and I'm not much mean this, I'm speaking to myself. Everybody else could overhear. I need it the most. I'm sure. Because I know that a person can talk about these things all the time, as I do, that's my job. It's not a job, but that's what I do. And it's still so challenging. Like you could literally give five shirim on this a day and still get frustrated because you know, you're in traffic. Like it happens, Vaharaya. It happened to me today because I was supposed to speak at Jewish High. And I had two sessions that I spent a lot of time preparing for and printing out monkey, monkey pictures, right, for it. And I'm not getting into that now. And, 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 I, and, and, and my mom had a whole thing planned. And because of whatever practical manias that there were along the way, I, I missed not one of them, but both of them. And I was mamish broken about it. And Halavaya should be able to say that I reacted, you know, Chaim Kuchem, Shabbos, let's be honest. We don't have anything else but honesty today, right? We have to be open. So I'm being honest with you. I need to work on this. I'm giving myself a bracha, giving you a bracha. We should be zeichem to live Shabbos lives. Shabbos is the Makar HaBracha. This is the Makar HaBracha. If we can live with this kind of perspective and discover it in others, in the struggling child and in the student that just won't sit and listen and realize that wherever anybody is, that doesn't mean there's not a way to go and to daven and to try to improve wherever they are right now, there's a Bechina, there's an aspect in which they are exactly where they need to be now. Makar HaBracha. To live a life like this. Shalom. I'm a Shalom. So I bless you with it. I give myself a bracha and you a bracha. We should be zeichet to live lives of Amunah.
Yerushalayim ir chavrach minutashu, as you come back to the bias, where the mamish bishalom bias, all of Am Yisrael, oyimdim tzfufim, where it seems to be, you know, everybody's mishtach of ravachim, there's space for everyone, everyone has a place, everyone has a place. Hashem is telling a marvelous story, of which each and every one of us are sub-narratives. <laughs> the story's already told, it's, it's being, to- it's being lived in real time through me and you. She was able to live with this, uh, with this awareness and be able to brach us in our lives, to l'chadchila, whatever our dream is, l'chadchila, anybody that needs yeshuas and parnasa and, and, and any kind of shuduchim, zavugim and children, whatever anybody needs refuas, they should, they should have that. But along the way, to live moment to moment with the awareness that right now, Kodesh Baruch was peeking through the window blinds. He's looking at me as an asik with what a privilege. What a privilege. The Chaim Lachaim.
One more time, you know it, please sing it loud with me. We can do the
Shabbos, good Shabbos. Thank you so much. 